afternoon, members and friends of Elmira Baptist Church. You are listening to Elmira and You. I'm Pastor Scott. Welcome. Today is Thursday, June 22nd, 2023. And yes, it's been a long time since you've heard my voice. I'm trying to get back to doing this twice a week. It's not going to happen this week, but perhaps next week. Let me just give you an update from this week. And if you have watched the update on YouTube, then you are substantially getting the same information as you are here. Many of you probably listen to this update as you drive, and please do not watch YouTube videos and drive. We're here in the middle of Vacation Bible School, looking forward to wrapping up on Friday night and then having a special Sunday evening edition of Vacation Bible School. More about that in a minute. Proverbs 14.27 says, The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. A quote of the day comes from Charles de Gaulle. He said, The cemeteries of the world are full of indispensable men. Sunday morning, we're going to continue our study of spiritual maturity. Read Matthew 13, verses 1 through 23, where Jesus both gives the parable and explains the parable to prepare your heart for the message and pray and ask for God to give you a heart to hear. I've entitled the message, Understanding Spiritual Maturity. On Sunday night, you'll get a chance to see and to hear some of the things that the children have learned this week. And then I'll preach a salvation message. That one's entitled, Will You Be at the Wedding? That one is also from a parable in the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 22, verses 1 through 14. I hope you'll come on Sunday excited and enthusiastic to sing and to praise the Lord. Excited and enthusiastic to hear from His Word. We will attempt to live stream Sunday school, morning worship, and evening worship, and afterwards post those sermons and Bible studies to Sermon Audio. But are you excited to come and worship the Lord if you are, join us in time for Sunday School at 9.45. There's some things on the upcoming schedule. Sunday evening, June 25th, is our VBS wrap-up night. It's our family night. You're going to have a chance to see and to hear many of the things that the children learned this week. Come on out as an encouragement to them and as, and as an encouragement to yourself to see how your prayers, your giving, and your time has impacted these children's lives. On Tuesday, June 27th, there will be some folks that get together to take down the decorations that are in the auditorium. If you can help with that, please see Christy Lynch. On Wednesday, June 28th, Brian Frazier, a missionary to Argentina, is going to be with us. He's passing through, and I found out he was going to be in town and asked him to share. There'll be some more information about him on that Wednesday evening. Friday, June 30th, is a youth event at Arbor Oaks Park, 6.20 in the evening. Don't miss it. And uh, parents, you are always welcome to stay with your teens and observe what's going on. Again, that's Friday, June 30th. Sunday, July 2nd, is a food and fellowship. That is both for the months of June and July. We'll have a praise and testimony time starting about 1.40 on that afternoon. Again, that's Sunday, July 2nd. Saturday, July 8th. In the morning, we want to have another men's work day, and this time to paint the building. If the weather is cool and not too windy, we'll probably be at it all day. But if you can even just come in the morning and help out, that is Saturday, July 8th. 
Sunday, July 16th, after evening worship, we want to have our quarterly business meeting. And between now and July 16th, there are several uh, things that are happening in the building project. So on that Sunday, I hope to give you some news about the building project, where we're at, and the path forward. Summer camp week is July 17th to the 22nd. And so on Saturday, July 15th, we want to have a car wash for that. That money that's raised in the car wash will go to help pay for our junior and teens to go to camp. We also need folks to help drive. That'll be on Monday morning, July 17th, and again on Saturday morning, July 22nd, driving up to Wolf Mountain Camp to drop the children off on Monday, bringing them back from Wolf Mountain Camp on Saturday. If you're able to transport children, please let me know. Friday, July 21st, our Friday morning ladies Bible study will start up again. They're taking a brief summer hiatus. They'll start up again on Friday, July 21st. On Monday, July 24th, we're going to have a cottage prayer meeting to prepare for the Galvin, Matt Galvin and his family's visit in August. That prayer meeting will be at my house again on Monday, July 24th. Sunday, July 30th, West Coast Baptist College's Revival Trio will be with us. And following their singing, I'm looking forward to Dr. Mark Rasmussen preaching to us. We do need some hosts for that Sunday evening into Monday morning. We need a room for one married couple, a room for two young men, and a room for two young ladies. Please see me if you have room for them. On Sunday, August 27th, will be our next Food and Fellowship following the one on July 2nd. Matt Galvin will be with us that day and all that week, so I hope you'll set aside the last week of August for him to be with us. Continue to pray for Vacation Bible School, not just for the evenings that are left Thursday evening and Friday evening, but also as we follow up. We want to see the Lord add these children that came this week who are not part of our Sunday School program want to see the Lord add them to our Sunday school program and add the families to our church as well. Now back to Proverbs 14:27. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. On the fountain that sits next to the patio here at the church or as I like to call it the church's living room is a plaque with this verse on it, Proverbs 14:27. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. I like this verse a lot. I'm glad it's there on the fountain. Let me remind you, first of all, what the fear of the Lord is. The fear of the Lord is, to start with, an absolute certainty that God will ultimately judge and eradicate everything that is evil. Additionally, it's an absolute certainty that God will ultimately reward and establish everything that is righteous. Finally, the fear of the Lord is an absolute submission to God, acknowledging that He determines what is evil and what is righteous. So, absolute certainty God will judge, absolute certainty God will reward, and an absolute submission that God determines what is evil and what is righteous. So, those who fear the Lord are motivated to keep His commandments because God decides what is righteous and God rewards the righteous. They're motivated to avoid evil because God chooses what is evil and will ultimately judge and eradicate all that is evil. So those who fear the Lord experience life and they experience peace. 
God's commands indeed are life and peace. Now, I'm not saying you'll never have any trouble, and I'm not saying that you won't have tribulations. We know as Christians we have tribulations. But the commands of God and the fear of the Lord point to life and to peace. On the other hand, those who do not fear Him, those who don't recognize that God determines what is right and wrong, maybe they claim to be atheists, they don't even recognize God. They don't think God's going to judge, and they certainly don't think God's going to reward they will set up themselves as the ultimate judge of what is right and what is wrong, what is truth and what is false. Those people, they do not experience life and peace as Christians do. In fact, that leads to a culture of death and turmoil. Breaking God's commands leads to a culture of death and turmoil. Let me give you some example. Evolution. Evolution is a culture of death. The fittest survive. Those that are stronger annihilate those that are weaker. Evolution believes that life on earth progresses, becomes better as the stronger destroy the weaker. On the other hand, creation teaches that God created all of animals, all of the plants, all of the microbes. He created human beings. And that while each animal or plant or human being may have characteristics differing one from another, they can cooperate together to bring glory to God. That's a culture of life, not death. Evolution is a culture of death. Creation is a culture of life. Abortion is a culture of death. Children are a culture of life. Abortion, by definition, ends life. Life in the womb, yes, but life. Is your baby, not yet born, unable to function well? Then end your baby's life. That's the argument of abortion. Are you in a bad place to have children right now? Are you struggling financially? Maybe you're in the middle of an educational journey and it's a bad time to have children. Well, then you end your baby's life. It's a culture of death. Children are a culture of life. <laughs> By definition, children are alive. Those who believe that children are a gift from God, those who believe that children are a blessing from our Creator, they are the ones who promote a culture of life. Gays and lesbians are a culture of death. Husbands and wives are a culture of life. It's amazing to me that some are arguing that lesbians are infertile and need fertility treatments. Lesbians are not infertile. Their way of life is a culture of death. Gays, if two men want to have a baby, it's not going to happen. But it's not going to happen because of discrimination or because of infertility. It's not going to happen because God did not create two men to procreate. He created a man and a woman to procreate, ideally within the bounds and the bonds of marriage. So gays and lesbians are a culture of death. Husbands and wives are a culture of life. Transgenderism is a culture of death. Female bodies functioning as female bodies and male bodies functioning as male bodies are a culture of life. Transgenderism leads to the end of life as people mutilate their bodies to try to create 
their bodies into something their bodies were not created to be. That leads to a culture of death and turmoil. Female bodies functioning as female bodies, male bodies functioning as male bodies, leads to a culture of life. One of our struggles in society right now is this culture of death struggling against the culture of life. And often those who are taking part in this culture of death and, and, and promoting this culture of death, they want to blame those who are promoting a culture of life as the problem. The problem is the very culture they have decided on, the very culture they're trying to, to build and, and to sustain is in itself lifeless and leads to turmoil. We have life. And in fact, Jesus said, I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. We not only have life, we have the abundant life. Let's get out this message of life and peace. Now, I know after a long week of Vacation Bible School, you're tired. But don't miss your chance to worship the Lord this Sunday. This has been Elmira and you for Thursday, June 22nd, 2023, and you can join us this Sunday. We're going to meet at 9.45 for Sunday school, 11 o'clock for morning worship, and 5 o'clock for evening worship. We also meet on Wednesdays at 7 o'clock for time of Bible study and prayer. You can find us at 6111 California Pacific Road near Vacaville, California. Join me next week as I hope to have another edition of Elmira and you.